Fuck you for sowing in the seeds of doubt. <laughs> God, Adam, Adam, uh, uh, you got to improve your mental game if you're gonna keep if you're gonna win this game, okay? <laughs> Welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, it's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg, the big smoke in South Africa. And uh, my sole joinee this week is Ben in Mauritius. How are you, Ben? I'm well, thanks. And yourself, Adam? I'm good. Uh, I know you've just finished dinner. Well, what did you have? Uh, We had one of those, um, well, I bought this thing about eight months ago. Thinking, no, so sorry, let me. Hmm. Uh, I bought, you know, one of those cook and bag chicken things. Oh yeah, yeah, those things are normally pretty tat. So yeah, so so I, I bought one of these the other day, and I, and I come home like showing my wife this, you know, like a kid wanting to stick it on the fridge or whatever, and she's like, Ben, why the fuck are you buying that? We have like four of those, like that we haven't used in like years. Uh, so sure. then I was like, so then I was like, no, I, so I used one of the. The cook and bag chicken things from like that I bought like last year, and cook some chicken with it. Yeah, but I still have a brand new one essentially. But I don't think that affects it. It's basically powder. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we had that. Nice, nice. Um, my dinner's still ongoing. Well, I'm two hours behind. Yeah, yeah. You you were telling me about this before. The dish is too heavy to lift. Yeah, my wife needed me to do it. Um, like the dish itself is really heavy and then she's got chicken pieces, rice, lemon, um, it sounds, going to sound, it sounds pretty good, but yeah, it's too heavy for her to really lift on her own. So, uh, is this, but is it just the two of you for dinner? Yeah. So leftovers for lunch tomorrow for work. Well, that's leveling, oh, nice. leveling up. You got to, hey? Yeah, that's always, you got to these days, I eh? Fuck, you got to yeah, always, you, you got to cook, cook like double portions. Yeah, you do. No, no, no. Yeah. You got to. Um, speaking of double portion, Alex, he is not around. He's got childcare duties uh, this evening. Well, he says every evening he tells me my time is coming. <laughs> we shall see. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, was that... quite, it, was quite a, it was quite a threat, eh? Like, yeah, Alex was. is quite like... He's quite defensive about this, like, uh, he was. having to look after his child. No, uh, he was. I'm trying to just try to, um, I want to see, where did he say the message? Uh, I think it was it in this group. Maybe we can get out, cancel, go. Oh, he says, <clears throat> nah, no chance with me. Weekday evenings don't work with a baby. You'll see. That is very threatening, isn't it? You'll see. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah, I know. And, and he, he kind of implies that I don't have a baby as well, which <laughs> yeah. is... Ben's like like that, that, I, that I've just made this whole thing up for, for fantasy pity. Like, hey guys, I'm so sorry. I, I missed the trade deadline. I was changing a nappy. Do you mind giving me all your good players? <laughs> well, you, you, well, it seems like you keep picking up all the good players. Um, I'm facing you in the league. I, I don't really know how to feel. Because either you're terrible or you're great. But you told I'm me not, that's last season. I'm not even terrible or great. That's last season. I'm a fucking, like, I'm just... Bang, sort of, I come third every time now. Like, yeah. I always score, I think, I think I've scored the third highest every week so far. Jeez, that's pretty, some pretty unstoppable form. We're waiting here back from Draft Rugby, uh, who got eliminated from the Grand D League, to use that term. Yeah. We have a suspicion as yeah. Matt, unfortunately. He has yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt did not have a strong week. No, he... I like how, did you notice his, his center pairing scored zero, Adam? But yes. I haven't received a fine for that for some reason. Oh, um, I wish someone would send in a fine. Oh, wait, my fingers are on the keyboard right now. Let me go, <laughs> let me go send in a fine. <laughs> okay, let me just quickly do this. <laughs> okay, uh, now, okay. listeners, we get a one-minute break while Adam sends in a fine. Uh, fine for Matt. Uh, zero and <laughs> Adam, zero. There you go. No, I didn't. It is actually the worst sense of period of the week. You know I sent in that fine last week? Uh, yeah. Like and, and I said to it, it was like eight. And you told me last week, no, Adam, they'll be beaten. It's literally be beaten one week later. So. Well, a- Alex almost beat it this week in quite an unconventional way because Ordendale got like negative eleven or some shit. So. I, I think that's the worst worst score uh, by a player. Um, negative eleven. I, I think well, it is. Like, like, 
an, an own player. I think there's been a guy who's come on and, and got it. Oh, an email from Adam. I wonder what it says. Yes. Um, I'm, I think a player's like basically come on and got a yellow, but I don't think anyone had owned that player. Because I saw this one guy who's sitting on like negative 15 on the staff. Oh, uh, okay. No, I didn't, didn't do that. Uh, yeah, sorry, Matt. Uh, Matt's just pretty much wrapped up his teaching career. He will be uh, joining us pretty soon in, in the next couple of weeks. I think his uh, bender to the to Andy Good levels uh, is about to begin. Uh, we hope so. He's just going to be probably partying hard before he comes back to South Africa. But right, we've been talking cock for long enough. Let's get into some news. We've got quite a bit to get through, and then um, our, our three talking points today will be first of all just the rotation policy in general. Well, we've spoken a bit about that, but more Warren Gatlin's one, and then moving into after the Chiefs lost convincingly, I'd add. To the Brambies, just the Wallabies prospects for 2020. And then just between Ben and I, just some of the players uh, that have disappointed us. And it could be for any petty reason. Guido Petty reason. Yes. So, let's, let's, start, let's start the news. Uh, also, this I'm, I'm, shake, I'm shaking my head. Adam. Yeah, sorry. That was really bad. Uh, Adi Sevilla is causing a rumble. Terrible. Apparently, he says he wants to play NRL on some podcast, even though he's contracted to New Zealand rugby till 2021. He was, let's see here, he, he told the Ice Project podcast the former Kiwi half, Isaac John. 100% uh, when asked about it, I just think that players do a lot more in terms on off the field stuff in New Zealand, and also just a new challenge, I want to test myself, learning a whole new game, and blah, 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 blah. I think this is all just smoke and mirrors, you know, personally speaking, and the New Zealand... Like, Yo, it's... It's it's weird if he's never played uh, rugby league before, especially because, like, it's a massive unknown. Like, what if he plays and it just turns out he's he's not very good? Because yeah. like half half of Artie's effectiveness is the breakdown. <clears throat> so why would he go to a game without a breakdown? Like, it's stupid. Yeah, and they said he'd be a what they call him. He'd be a loose forward or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a. Much ado about nothing, and I don't see him going anywhere, especially till he's contracted till the end of 2020. Yeah, no, but I, I think it's more, it's kind of, Artie's new sort of thing seems to be to kind of put his, put his cards on the table, because remember a few, like last year, he was going on about that thing where all players should like disclose their salaries, chat about their packages, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. To kind of, so, so maybe this sort of ties into that, this is just a, Full disclosure, you know, like why should I sort of pussyfoot around to, to kind of keep the bosses happy or whatever when really I should just say what I'm feeling. But yeah. You know, well, uh, I know I, he's, know I know he spoke him and a few other players. Um, they they got involved in a thing earlier this year or um, it might even be last year. I can't quite remember uh, about mental health, where they're just chatting about player mental health. Uh, I know it's a bit of a campaign. I, I don't know the details of it, which I think is a very good thing because nobody really chats. Uh, about mental health um, so I noticed that, like even Danny Cipriani he revealed last week that he once tried to buy a gun to kill himself apparently in an emotional video uh, this is after his ex-girlfriend Caroline Flack of Love Island fame uh, died so uh, now mental health is an aspect that's not really spoken of a lot within professional rugby I know the game is coming on in leaps and bounds mental skill coaches and that sort of thing but uh, stuff like I don't know depression uh, performance anxiety, panic attacks, I don't know what it may be, but it's not really something spoken about. I, w I wouldn't suggest in South Africa anyway, since rugby still very much carries this male strong Yeah, it's like a macho. It is. It's, 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 Alex is more the one to bring this up, but I feel in his absence, it is quite a toxic masculinity sort of thing, you know, with like this. You're like, I'm untouchable, or I'm going to play even mm. if I have a broken arm. Like, bro, bro, like it is really like... Uh, no, it's a, you know, like it, a yeah, it's something we could probably get into when Alex is around. Even high school kids here who think oh, they've got a lot of pressure on them to make make a rugby career, even though a small minority do. So, uh, in fact, they've, they've dealt with that. So I know we're getting a bit, bit off topic. Um, the more players talk about it, same as player sexuality, like uh, Gareth Thomas and all that sort of thing, um, the better, uh, just for the game. So, I disagree. Uh, cards open. Good attitude, but in terms of rugby league thing, not much to yeah, Audi, Audi, we we not we not buying it to be honest, mate. Like no. we not sure what you. Uh, even though he's not, how how old's Audi? Twenty six. 
Yeah. 26-27, yeah. So say he's not going to be starting for... No, no matter how talented you are, you're not going to start for a side having never played the game before. No, I don't think so. So... So, so you'll basically spend a year or two sort of learning how to play it, and then you'll be like 30. So, like, you know, I don't mm. think it's a good call, Adi, but, you know, you do you. Mm, well, look, speaking of second careers, uh, the English English player, uh, Luca and Dickey, apparently, once he hangs up his uh, England boots, he's going to plan a, a successful career as a Call of Duty gamer. According to Kyrie Dickey, he says he occupied the top spot in the world uh, for Call of Duty. He said, at one point, I was the best player well, in the world. Call of Duty, not Call in Duty. Adam. Call of Duty, sorry. At one point, I was the best in the world. On the remastered one, there were different types of games, pro and publicly. Publicly, I was 26th in the world, but on a hardcore session, I got to number one. That's just a lot of playing. I was injured at the time. I didn't have a girlfriend. That's the key to success in gaming. Exclamation mark. Streaming <laughs> games on Twitch is like probably where it's at. You don't have to be, have to be uh, too good a gamer. You just have to be likable. He says, I watch players who have twenty to 30,000 people watching them. It could be an area I look at after I might get my boy into it. Are you much of a, a computer gamer, Ben? I don't, don't um, say much uh, No, I play, I play PlayStation now and then. Okay. Um, the arrival of James has sort of um, hampered well, my budding PlayStation career a bit. But No, I'm not. I, I would say I'm, I'm very much a, a recreational gamer. But yeah, I'll play. So, uh, I play a bit of Dota, uh, along with Alex. Every now Alex I was sort of under the impression that, because um, that your that the career is super for like professional gamers. Mm. I know Carwin Dick saying he's gonna go pro, but like the career <laughs> sort of like from from when you're about sixteen to when you're like twenty one or something, because your your reaction time mm. it's basically all reaction. Very much so, and uh, by the time you hit twenty twenty one, as you as you say, uh, you're a, you're like a has been, you know. So uh, yeah, you, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not super, but yeah, if Calvin Dickey's playing to do it after he retires from rugby, like, but maybe he's going to be like a a Twitch streamer or whatever. Yeah, well, or you can make money as an influencer and, and all of that stuff. Um, and talking of influence, hey, segue. Apparently, the Australian CEOs. They've called an inquiry into the standard of refereeing. This is from the Australian. Uh, the issue was raised at a meeting on Tuesday. This is from the Green and Gold Rugby website. Very good website, by the way, if you want to read a lot more about uh, Australian rugby. Same as Raw. Uh, they claim that over the past three years, I know we've chatted a bit about this, that South African referees have awarded 159 more penalties to more to local teams. Um, let's see. It's a collective group. So uh, the, the Melbourne's, Melbourne Rebel CEO, Baden Stevenson, he says they're going to put some more heat on Sanzar. For this, there's too much at stake, blah, blah, blah. And then they're just talking about the game that Egon Seconds refereed last year. I actually went and watched that, I remember, uh, where the Lions came back and won 36-33 after losing 33-5, when the Rebels got 20 penalties and the Lions won. Uh, yeah. I briefly about this. I, 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 I used to like Egon Seconds as a ref, but really, like, I don't think he's up to scratch anymore. No, uh, he's running touchline. As, um, um, as, as an AR, but yeah, but um, do do you know do you know what the good thing with this? I, I <clears throat> oh, it's gonna it's gonna be weird. Like I'm I'm battling to get the words out, but I kind of agree with Australian rugby on this. Like I don't I don't think ref should be completely um completely unaccountable, which does seem to be the case. There there do seem to be some sort of mechanisms behind the scene, but I do think it should be a bit more transparent. But the good thing here is there's literally footage of every single penalty a South African ref has given in favor of a South African team. Mm. So all of those things, like like they could literally, like it won't even probably take that long to actually review every single penalty. And then kind of get, get like, see if they are within a reasonable margin of error. Obviously, refs aren't getting, say, 10 out of 10. Say a top ref's maybe getting 8 or 9 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. And they, then they can look at that and see they can like there are quite clear measurables here if they now you know you get three refs to review every penalty, and then you then from there on and you also obviously have to consider the angle the ref's standing at blah blah blah, but it's it's quite it's accessible in in a way like you can you can break it down to numbers so yeah it would be interesting I wouldn't I I I, I welcome an inquiry. Mm. 
and I, and then we'll see what's what. But also, like a penalty, is such a like as we know from playing fantasy rugby, because I, I know maybe it doesn't account for that massive differential, but generally South African packs have their own way at scrum time. Yeah, no, they do. Uh... So that, and and then the scrums, obviously, I don't know the percentage, but I would say close to thirty percent of all penalties come from the scrum. Yeah, probably quite a lot. A lot better. A lot of people assert that there's. The did you just say quite a lot? Did you just make a? <laughs> did you just make a scrum pun out of? Uh, I did. Um, not intentionally, but clearly my subconscious is thinking on that level. But yeah. a lot of people assert that referees are doing guesswork at scrum time in a way. Because often, like even when I'm watching, I'm looking at a scrum and it seems like one team's <laughs> dominant over the other, but then they get pinged for like illegal wheeling yeah, or it, firing in or whatever. It, it does. Yeah, oh God. A, do you know what the, do you know what irritates me a bit though with the scrum? I really think the assistant referee should come onto the field and just have one on each side of the scrum. I agree. I, I think that's a fantastic idea because then you got the players moaning, oh, he's got an elbow on the ground and blah blah blah. Yeah, oh. then the ref goes to the other side and suddenly shenanigans are going on at the like. And I'm sure if you're a prop and you see the refs on the other side, you're going to try and get up to no good. Yes. No, that, that's the nature of the game. It's gamesmanship. Everybody's looking for an advantage. I think it was a good idea. Or they could stand at a distance of like 10 meters away and then run away. But I guess they're mainly worried about, let's say there's a clearance and it's an immediate kick to touch. Yeah, there's no one. Yeah, but that's not that. Like, I'm, well, they'd have four, have like, two, <laughs> oh no, God. have an AI. No, how hard is it to employ another, to get another, like literally this person will just be a touch judge. They'll just have to watch where the ball goes out and put their flag up. Oh, you've got so many touch judges, man. Then, then you start having like thousands of officials at a game. And it's meant to make the game simpler, but then might even make it even more complicated. And it sounds like Why? our teams of um, six referees to do different games. Well, I don't know. Well, you just have... The thing is, you don't actually really... Because then if the ball gets kicked out, they can use the, the TMO, can just pinpoint where the ball got out. Yeah, that's true. Or like Cyclops, like they're doing tennis or something like that. So it's like... Beep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so see, I, I, I think these problems are solvable. But yeah, it, you know, generally numbers don't lie and that... 160-odd <laughs> penalties in favor of South Africa does does look bad. Yeah, so and, I, yeah I, 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 would, I would like to see the results of an inquiry. Uh, no, I was going to say, have you met Sanzar? Uh, have you met Sanzar? Because... Uh, no, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is all Australia's narrative. For some reason, they want to get... Well, we know why, but they want to get uh, South Africa kicked out of Super Rugby. This is just fuel on the fire. Yeah, they well they don't realise if they do that they'll go down on the ship, or maybe they won't. Who knows? Uh, not going down on the ship is some of the championship clubs. Apparently, the RFU they have cut in half their cut uh, that they were going to implement for the championship. So instead of reducing annual funding to the teams from five hundred thirty thousand pounds, that's now been cut in half to two hundred eighty thousand pounds a year in July. I do wonder. Maybe this is. Um, what do you call it? It's like a form of negotiation. You just go so outrageously high, and there's a huge complaint. And maybe 280 was the figure that the IFU were targeting all the same. Because maybe it's the sort of thing that they Yeah, yeah it is sort of that, that scummy sort of... You sort of overquote, and then you yes. can say, okay, fine. You know what? You're my mate. I'm going to chuck you a 50% discount. Like, yeah. my, my boss won't be happy. Don't tell them I'm doing this. Exactly. But I'll give you a 50 yeah, listen, listen. If anyone asks, we'll just say I made a mistake on the invoice. But okay, like we we got a deal here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it it sounds like um, when you're in the lead up to Black Friday, oh look at all these amazing specials, but they've been slowly rising the price uh, up to a certain point, and then when Black Friday comes, they cut the price in half, but it's immediately back to the same price you would have paid two months before, or something like that. That that sort of bullshit. Um, a better, yeah, I, no, I guess it's better for the English yeah. clubs. There's also weird people talk about like um, like they do it like organisations do it quite a bit. They'll like deliberately like leak a story just to kind of sniff out what public perception is, yeah, and then kind of act accordingly. Because then they then if it's like no, this is complete. They're like, oh, we were never going to do that. We don't know where these people got that story. Like that's complete. Yeah, that happens a lot in football. 
when it comes to transfers, it's like, oh, that's not happening, that sort of thing. Um, or that, I guess they call it a soft leak. Um, but yeah, so yeah. good news for the English fans, but I, I do think that this was maybe part of their strategy. Yeah, but but, but, but still, even like, like imagine in your household now, if your sal- if your salary was cut, well, if yours and your wife's salary was cut by twenty five percent. Your tough time. you there, there's there's no Roger Federer tickets in your future. Oh no, absolutely fucking not, dude. There's no uh, there's no wine uh, in my future. There's no eating out in my future. I, I will literally drive on the highway at 60 k's an hour to preserve petrol. Save petrol. Buy a bike. Buy a hybrid. Actually, no, you can't buy. You have no money. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, but also, if I buy a bike, I will get killed uh, on the road in South Africa. I, I feel bikers here are super brave. And I also, if I, I can't be the thing that I hate. I don't like bikers or um, motorcyclists. Motorcyclists, they're okay. They are, they're, I do think they can be a bit dickish. But cyclists, no, no, the, they irritate the shit out of me. I'm telling you, the motorcyclists in South Africa are actually good. Because do you know what? They drive big bikes and they that's go true. fast. Yeah, that's true. So, so that are really, in Mauritius, you get guys who are on bikes that literally have an engine and pedals. <laughs> when they're going uphill, they have to pedal as well. Oh and this fucker's on the, on the highway in the fucking middle lane. Okay, that's pro- okay. That that's pretty bad. I just yeah, get, like, I, I just get bleak when you're around, you're on a bend, and then you can't see the oak coming. That's when I get fucked off. Um, just have to drive it recklessly. But your situation sounds way worse, way more dangerous. Yeah, you know, but dude, I don't, it doesn't happen a lot because generally, like I know this is quite a weird opinion, but South Africans are actually quite good drivers. Mostly, yeah, I think so. Uh, just... But um, but but sometimes um, the motorcyclists they overtake you on the inside. Yes. And I really don't like that because I'm worried that I'm gonna because I I never like if I'm just you know sometimes you'll just sway a bit no you can know you can kind of always sway left. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got some fucker in your blind spot there and like fuck. Mm, that's why like, I and say. Then you have to live. You never, have to live with the guilt. You never over- overtake on your left uh, on the slow lane. Uh, anyway, but um, anyway, sorry, we, we're getting a little bit off track. New Zealand rugby, they, they've revealed that there's a new weight restricted club competition. I know we've, I'm going to keep saying this, we've chatted about a lot of stuff on this podcast. We've also spoken about how New Zealand rugby. Well, we, we, we are 100 odd, epi- we are 120 yeah, odd episodes. How in, like so. New Zealand schoolboy rugby is done by weight category versus age, which I personally think, and you know, there's a broad agreement amongst us that that's the right approach, so you don't get. Six foot, uh, 110 <laughs> kilogram oaks running over for 70k guys. But New Zealand rugby, uh, they announced last week that there's an inaugural national club rugby competition, and it's the weight restricted under 85 kg national club club cup. It's open to all rugby clubs in the country and will be played as a knockout format. Uh, I mean, there's some quotes here. The guys gives extra credibility to important club game. Blah blah blah. I think I think this is a, a fantastic idea. Uh, I know in South Africa at the moment in high school rugby. There's big issues, particularly down in the K- in KZN, with uh, I know Glenwood, uh, Hilton College have cut fixtures from them. A DHS have cut fixtures from DHS. Them. That's a, a DHS and Glenwood. That's like a oh, don't, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like a 70, 80 odd year long rivalry. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's a proper. Oh fuck! Oh no! Sorry, my laptop's running out of battery. Okay, we're gonna keep. Do you have a charger? Oh no, I just I just had to plug it back in. It was just I don't know, like oh, it just okay. come a bit loose. Oh, geez, um, you were like, oh, yeah. God. So okay. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, weight limits at age group rugby. Like to to me to me it makes a lot of sense because you you know it it kind of evens the odd the evens the odds of it. It includes players that probably wouldn't have been included before and it forces players to develop skill sets so mm. you know you can't just always rely on your size whatever like you have to kind of develop a few more tricks to your bow and i think that's that uh age group age group weight level rugby the uh, weight limit rugby mm. to me makes a lot of sense but yeah. yeah at once it's at kind of senior level I, I don't really see the point because at senior level, you kind of as big as you're going to be, 
and you kind of have to deal with it. Yeah, I agree, but I do like the fact that, like, <laughs> think about this: a guy like Jonah Nareki, he's 86, 87k. So, uh, and some of the some of the Aussie players, Isaac Lucas, I doubt he he tips the scales at 85. So, uh, excuse me. Uh, New Zealand rugby, they're fighting a player war with other sports, particularly basketball, soccer. Well, I wouldn't say cricket, but those two winner sports, rugby is on the downtrend. And the big wigs at New Zealand yeah. rugby are quite worried about it. So in oh. terms of accessibility, I think it's a good idea. But I, I kind of agree with you at senior level. Um, it, well, yeah, it kind of hits its top off, especially yeah, if it's a senior I, I guess, I guess it I guess it depends. Yeah, it's going to be weird because you're not going to find a lot of grown men who wear 85 kgs who actually know how to play prop. <laughs> no. How much does Matt weigh? Uh, he, I think he's like, he's lost some weight in, in Korea. He, he's still waiting for his quarter uh, to see a super happy side uh, as well. But just imagine 85k front row times three. What, uh... Well, yeah, but it's, 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 you know, the the sort of the lineouts and the scrubs and stuff will look really weird because everyone will sort of be the same size. It'll be like 80s rugby or like 70s rugby where people just, you know, when, when you look at these players, you're like, oh, how can you be a forward? You look like a back today. Uh, it'll go back to that. 80s rugby where guys, this one video I saw, the web, the guy climbs over the the scrum. Yo, when they like run on the scrum or whatever. I was trying to actually think. I was like, is there any reason... That's actually not Ill- not legal now. Uh, dangerous play. You're surely you're putting your studs into someone's back. Uh, sorry, ladies and gents, if you're talking about <laughs> someone posted this video on Twitter. It's like a guy, a guy said, no, rugby in the 80s was mad. And you see this player just vault. He gets the ball and then uses the scrum almost as a plank. Just like, walks like, like he sort of he sort of uses the eighth man and locks as like a step. <laughs> and by the time he's at the prop, he just sort of launches himself at the line. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, the referee gave a penalty for it. And not even that. I don't know what, what, what uh, he received uh, over that. But yeah, that that's interesting. But actually, funny enough, yeah, we were talking no, about... Okay, so, so, so just sorry, this, back to this weight yes, thing. Yes, yes. In terms of um, kind of getting people playing the game, it, it does actually. I, I, I take back my previous comments. It does make sense. But in terms of improving professional rugby in New Zealand, like I can't imagine it helps. Maybe, yeah, I think it's the looking more at the community game. Um, that's the only thing keeping Aussie oh, yeah, rugby alive. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But talking about a player who, okay, well, he's a bit more than 85, Quacha Smith. He's reportedly set to return to Sevens action for the Blitzbocker. Uh, this is from a Rapport. He's going to be available for World Rugby Sevens Series tournaments in London and Paris in May, as well as the Olympic Games in Tokyo in July. And the 26-year-old, apparently, once he's done with that, he's going to go to the Sharks, where he'll be joining Van Kock. What position will Van Kock play in 15s? I actually don't know. Would he also be a Lucy? Uh, no, I would guess center. No. Another center. Okay, well, uh, that's exciting. Uh, that Kock is coming back. He'll be hot property in draft 2021. Yeah, for, for the... Yeah, I guess... You know, Quack is the kind of player like you, you can kind of find a place for him normally. No, but, no 100%. Um, but, yeah, like I, w- I would say the Sharks, like they're doing all right with James Venter. I, I would li- say. I, I like, I mean, I know he's in my team, but I like James Venter. Look, I guess we, we could chat a bit about No, that. he looks good. Like, I, I'm, pretty, I'm sad we didn't see a bit more of him for the Lions last year, actually. Like, he seems ready. Yeah, and good on the Sharks for recognizing it. And he's just the sort of guy that the Lions actually could have used. High work rates. He gets tackle busts. He's there cleaning out. A real all action player. Yeah, no, Jesus. He's still got his arms. He's flipping Dak. My my only major worry about that style of play, all action, is the sustainability. um, In a sense, like a mini Yaku Creel sort of style. He even pops up on the wing sometimes. So no, he's he's a good player. Uh, Tyler Paul's still earning a living. Um, yeah, he's actually, you know what, he's not having the worst season, no, to be honest. He, I guess he's yeah, solid. That's what, that's what I was going to say. If I was the Sharks and I was shopping, I would be looking for a blind side, not an open side. But yeah. I guess you kind of, if Quacka comes on the market, you, you take the opportunity. Yeah, and uh, look, not, even not just having a great season. As I said, my claim is that all the Dupree brothers leaving, Rob excluded, um, is, has made is, a bit. Is, is not here having a great season? Ah. Uh, I think going forward, he's been very good. Um, yeah, I, can't, like, I can't comment I much know, about like, his D. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like him on D. Yeah. Like, well, actually, since you've mentioned it here, I can actually give you. Uh, I can tell you how many tackles he made over the weekend. Just bring it up. He's been making big meters going forward. Uh, he looks certainly a hell of a lot more dynamic than he did for the Stormers. Because also the Stormers, it wasn't really settled, and who knows what other beef he might have had. Uh, okay, well, he made, let's see, he made 11 carries, made 17 meters. Uh, eight tackle success, 12 from 12. That is against the Rebels, though. Okay, so... It's not his tackle success which really worries me. It's just the amount of kind of tackles he gets to. Hmm. Well, like, maybe also dominant tackles. He doesn't really strike me as a dominant tackler. Against the Hurricanes the week before, I made 6-6, six six, so I'm talking shit. Um, he seems to be doing just fine. But, um, yeah, maybe it's just more perception than reality that, that we think so. But overall, I think Notch has had a very good season. Uh, the more options we have at the back of the scrum. No, no he's, he's definitely had a good, a good uh, attacking yeah, season. Yeah, and, and a good, good shift to him yeah. going, to the, going to the Sharks. Often you see a player move. Yeah, no, it was a good... And, and we are, like, we, we need an eighth man. Yeah, like we we shot with the Springboks. Uh, totes. Well, I guess we're talking about the Sharks. Um, ugh, there's a big hullabaloo about this. Oh, well, I don't know if it's on Twitter. I've been paying attention, but uh, Michael Zoli and Mapimpi, when he gave Ko and Bosch the ball to score their try, apparently there's a few people busy whinging about it. Even though Solomon Alamalo literally did it the week before and gave it to Damian McKenzie. Um, I saw Rob Howing's piece. Is this Rob Howing? Uh. I don't know who, who wrote this. It sounds like him. Yeah, it is him for this flowery writing. His major point, I guess, is not the worst thing in the world. You won't see a guy do this in a test match. Because let's say the, he's handing the player the ball to the player and the player happens to be standing in front of him. Then it's a forward pass. Uh, and it also could be maybe Deed is quite disrespectful. I think it's much ado about nothing. But I assume as soon as there's that... Well, little, yeah, I, right? I, I, I'm not going to write an article about it, but I don't like it. Yeah, neither do I. To be honest, I'm not going to Yeah, but like, like, you know what? It's, it's, I, it is quite disrespectful that you're willing to take an unnecessary risk. Then there's also the aspect of why take this risk? Like, you just, you like jeopardizing something which there's no need to jeopardize sort of thing. That's true. But people shouldn't also be picking up MPP because it was done the week before in New Zealand. But maybe, maybe. But yeah, I guess you're yeah. kind of right. It, it's just creating an extra few seconds of doubt when they should just dot down the ball. Yeah, yeah like I don't know. To, to me, it's a bit like if you imagine, imagine you did that at high school with your bloody high school coach. You'd, Oof. You'd no, no, you dropped three teams pretty sharply. To be honest, very much. Um, yeah, your, your your knees would feel the pain from being dropped <laughs> so hard. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, is it is there any other news? Uh, you want to chat about Ben? That's mm, no, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's got anything else. Really. Okay, well, I'm sure there's some major piece of news we're missing. No, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. Um, I know Australian rugby they got a new chairman uh, that's been announced uh, as well. Uh, some dude and uh, Cameron Klein he's going to be leaving soon, but I, I, I won't get too much into that. So uh, moving on to the weekend, so. Uh, the Brumbies, uh, I'd very much argue, I'm busy looking at our Superbrew picks, we actually only got one wrong, which was the Brumbies. 97% of Superbrew said that the Chiefs would win. So, uh, first of all, probably congrats to the Brumbies. I'd say the performance of the weekend, they were outstanding, particularly in the first half. Uh, you watched the game, I hope. No, um, um, I was... Um, what was I doing? I was a bit, but I was... Oh, it was a public holiday, so I was just doing public holiday stuff. Oh, fair. Well, the Brumbies were razor sharp. Uh, I know Simon got two tries, but he really benefited off the work um, of everybody else. No, it wasn't a public holiday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Oh, I was playing golf. Oh, there you go. Can, can, do you struggle yeah. to remember what you did on the weekend on a Monday? I know that happens to me. Maybe it's old age kicking in. No, no I generally remember what I did, but I just forgot what when the Brumbies game was. <laughs> Your general attitude of Australian rugby, you forgot about it. No, so. like no, like I don't think I'm incredibly anti Australian rugby. I've tried to be a bit more open minded these days. A, a, a friend to a friend to the Wallabies. Particularly if you're drafting players. Um 
It, it, well, it, yeah, it, but then I just I just keep on getting in fights with bloody Australian journalists on Twitter. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah, I wonder who you're copying, uh, getting into fights. But look, overall, the Brumbies were outstanding, particularly in the first half. And I think second half, they, I know the Chiefs came back. Uh, they won the game at the breakdown. I think they were definitely the better side over that. Uh, it's also great for the competition uh, as well. But something of interest, Gatland rotated some players again. I know Alamalo was carrying, carrying an injury, so he wasn't going to start. But no Lachlan Boucher, who would have been contesting at the breakdown. No Brad Weber. Yeah, but that, well. that, that was because of, of Jacob, Jacobson coming back. Kind of, but Boucher's been probably one of their best these forwards. Oh, uh, sure. I mean, poor Luke Jackson. I know Alex is having a tizzy in the group. He's, he's been hanging on to him for weeks. And then he buggered up his uh, hammy. But this, I, I must admit, I, I don't really... I know I've seen some very parochial journalists in, in New Zealand saying that uh, how dare Warren Gatlin rotate players that don't need to be rotated at Super Rugby level because he's cheating players... Sorry, cheating spectators of good value and good quality. Which, okay, I don't really buy into that, but I I don't, like, uh, I guess we, look, we've chatted about this as well. It's catchphrase, catchphrase of the episode. I just feel that certain players just need to play. Like, just imagine D-Mac. D-Mac's sort of oak, I think, they need to play week after week after week. Most rugby players, I kind of feel like, need to play week after week. Especially. Yeah, you know, like, Tony Brown can play. I, I, I don't see a lot of, like, I think there are a few very exceptional cases where players gain value from resting. Mm. I think, um, irritating for me, I think uh, Akira Ioni is one of them, actually. Mm. And we, where they just become a bit sort of worn down. But yeah, generally, I don't think there's much value in it. And I kind of agree with the public and disagree with you, Adam. And I think, especially at home, mm. you should play your best available team. Well, that's what John Dobson's been saying. In fairness, because if uh, you if you paying if you paying for a ticket to to watch your your team play at home, you don't want to be you don't want to watch the the fucking B team run out. <laughs> I get no. When you put it that way, it makes it sound really shit. When you watch the B team, the yeah, no. Out. If you want to if you want to rest players, rest them on tour because then I also think you actually get more value from your rest because they they're missing the travel and they're mm. missing the the game like what's the point of having a guy like brad webb or whatever in the stadium you know wearing his fucking badly mismatched suit waving at the crowd or whatever like actually i don't know for all i know brad webb is an incredibly snappy dresser yeah but still yeah we, i know we tried getting chatting to him about getting him on the pod um at some point but that, unfortunately that uh what's it with it on the vine Unfortunately, um, I guess I can see. <laughs> really, it's not like us not to follow through with something. Yeah, not at all. Uh, not not at all. But yeah, overall, I just from a playing perspective, I do think it's dumb. Like from the consumer side, I guess look, if, if there's a player carrying a niggle or whatever, sure. Like apparently, I was reading Josh Dixon is pretty sore after the last two weeks, so I might not play. So uh, I have my eye on maybe on a lock tomorrow. You heard you heard it here first. Um, do, 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 you want a, do you want a lock? I have three very good locks. Ooh, okay, no, maybe I'd rather chat to you and, and see what we can do, even though we're facing each other, which I feel is Harry Curry. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't trade with you then, sorry. Oh, jeez, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna have to give my locks to Matt, your deadly rival. No, I'd, I'd say Ant's my deadly rival now, because he's in the top half and he beat me last week uh, as well, so... Uh... Uh, yes, yeah, so, sorry, Ant, you're not my rival. Fine, you, you, can, you can play each other in the third, fourth playoff. No, no, thank you. I would prefer <laughs> to, I'd prefer, no. Uh, now I'm going to do like an extensive analysis of your team. But yes, uh, rotation, mostly pretty done at Super Rugby level. And as the players carrying a nickel, and as Ben believes, the crowd are being screwed over as well, which, okay, he's not entirely wrong, but I'm kind of like meh uh, all about it. Um, but, as it. Good result for the Australians. Why do I keep clapping in my hands? The I don't know what to do with my hands. Wallabies. I know, <laughs> I know the Reds. They ended up mauling the Sun Wolves, which I wouldn't take too much value out of it. But look, a real good. No, the the Sun Wolves were fucking terrible. No, like... Jesus Ben Teo in particular. Christ, he, he was also really bad. No, Sun Wolves were awful. Even the Aussie commentators, they didn't go too much over the top. They they, they did every now and then just chime in. The Sun Wolves have been quite bad. But look, a good result. 
particularly also the probably the best result is the Waratahs weren't playing, uh, and the Rebels got bossed by the Sharks. Yeah, but that's actually Australians rugby's most successful weekend this this year. Huh? Yeah, when the Waratahs aren't playing, uh, the Rebels lost two, at home. Two, two, two wins and nothing and a loss. That's not yeah, bad at all. Uh, in Ballarat, I've actually been there. Um, well, no, I, I guess it's the Sunwolves count as Australian rugby, so. Uh, yeah, that, no, they no, do. That, but but this is the first non-conference win by an Australian team. Uh, overall, let's talk about Wallabies. Dave Rennie, first of all, a good coach. So if I was an Aussie rugby fan, I'd be quite excited that Dave Rennie's come on board. And personally speaking, I like what Reading Castle's been doing. I said, look, I'm speaking from across the Italian Indian Ocean, but I do like mostly what she's done. Um... In terms of, let's say, Wallabies 2020, the player I've probably been most impressed with and it galls me is in your team, though I do look forward to him being eaten by the Sharks, James O'Connor. Okay, look, let's put the Sunwolves aside and most people would have done well there. He was excellent against the Yagiatas, so fair call on Brad Thorne starting him there. Pass, um, is it army I always think of Pastrami. But I don't, I don't think that, that, that's quite quite right. We'll call him Hunter Pastrami. I think it's Pasarami. Uh, he stepped into Jordan Bataille's shoes pretty good. And there's all these young backs coming out at the Reds. They do lack a little bit of polish, yeah. I think. Uh, but... No, no, they, they, they are. They're very raw. It's good to see. Like, But Australian rugby, there's, there's talent coming through there. They're a very sporty country. Mm, and even in the Lucy's, uh, okay, well, we know about Sokai a lot. So, uh, what's his name? Not Hubert, man. The 8. Uh, he's an Ants team. The 8 for the Reds. He's got a big engine, which is a good start. A front, and the red scrum overall is good. I'd argue for him one of the better ones in the competition. At the, the Reds Bram- have good props, though. Fuck, yeah. They do. They do. Uh, even though the Brumbies, also a very good forward pack. Uh, Noah uh, Noah Liso, uh, Lolesio, excuse me. He's impressed me, actually. I think he I think he had a very good game uh, against the Chiefs. You do, do, you, do you mean Harry Wilson, the Reds, eh? Yes, thanks. I, I was referring to the Brumbies 10. But Harry Wilson's the guy I was referring to, yeah. You know, oh, sorry, because he's not an Ants team. He's an Alex H's team. Oh, uh, okay. No, my bad. Um, yeah, but no, Lillicia, uh, excuse me. Um, especially the second half where he played uh, for position. Um, I, I just thought it was quite a mature performance. Uh, Pete Samu, Tom Banks, had a very solid game as with Joe Powell. I do think Tampa McDermott's probably the leading nine at the moment. So if you're going to build a Wallabies team at the moment, you probably pull the vast majority of it from the Reds and the Brambies. And I'd argue even the Brambies. So I think that Brambies pack, the best in the country. Yeah, but, yeah, but weirdly, though, there's not... Um, like, the Brambies pack is good, but they're not... Like, I would say... Oh, yeah, I guess Alan Alatoa is... Yeah, but then uh, I would have the I would probably have Slipper and Tupo as well. So those are red. Those are. Hmm. You even got Scott Co. Uh, JP Smith solid. I know his brother Ruan's headed off to to the Rebels. The Rebels scrum. It's not even just talk about that. Rangi, uh, I must admit, Rangi slowly convinced me. I do like Rangi, but I don't think he's international class. Uh, Rangi, Rangi's form always dips about now. I'm looking to offload him if you know anyone. <laughs> uh, Alex Marky's been very I, good. I, I, I know Rangi. Yeah, you know him very well. Especially Jordan Lisi's coming yeah. back. That's why whenever Lisi's around, his form dips. Uh, Alex Murphy, very good. I like even like if you look at the the Waratahs, the recruitment's been quite poor. Robbie Abel. If I was Damien Fitzpatrick, I'd be spewing a little bit because he's had he's had two very solid yeah, seasons. But like I was I was seeing now guys guys putting up like a Wallaby fifteens where they're like, yeah, Robbie Abel at two, obviously. No way, like, man. To me, Robbie Abel's like the fifth or sixth best hooker in Australia. Yeah, you've got Falafa Falafalinga, FF2, um, and then you're going to bring... Falafalinga, well, Panga Mosa, he's not around at yeah, the moment, but uh, Alex Murphy's all right. Murphy's solid. Uh, yeah. I would say Rangi's better than Robbie Abel. That's yeah. why bloody... Um, that's why Robbie Abel had to, had to leave oh. the Rebels. No, exactly. Um, I'm just trying to think, girl, there's a Connor Center, the... Kundrani... Eh. I think he's okay. He's alright, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's much value in them keeping Kirindrani in um, in the Wallaby setup because he's not going to make another World Cup. 
No, I, I don't think so. Um, but I'm just trying. If you look across the landscape at centre in particular, I know Paisami coming through is good. Pitai injury is bad. Um, I'm just trying to think who plays at 12, 13. Ira Simone, um, he's probably this Yo, has been his well, best season start thus far. He's pretty, he's pretty hardcore because he can recover from mumps in one week. When, <laughs> yeah. Google said he, when Google said he'd be out for like five weeks, so I traded him. And then that bit me in the arse. Yeah, and then he started uh, afterwards. So I think it's sent yeah, somebody to work on it. Huh? Yeah, like, because uh, he basically, he got basically like pulled from the team sheet as well. Like he didn't, um, so presumably the mumps only kicked in like kind of on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I think we got the bye week. So I think, I don't even know how long mumps takes. That's, all, that's a bizarre story, hey. Uh, where, did, where did you even get mumps? So I know very little about the subject. So it's like, oh, why didn't you play? Oh, I've got mumps. You know, it's... You know, J- James, James just got vaccinated for it. So mm. uh, you're not getting mumps from James. Okay, good. No, I, I need to keep that in mind. Um, uh, yeah. Get vac- vaccinated for everything. Well, look, if you do look at the Rebels, mm. though, I kind of the only players, um, they have Paddy Sodded. Uh, then you get Corey Betty, who in fairness to him has been their best player. He's kicked on. He's continuous good form from the World Cup. I know we make fun of him. Oh, it's it's almost like he wasn't actually a terrible draft pick. No, no, he wasn't, bro. He wasn't. And then there's Aisi Nasirani. Um, he also had a very... He, he didn't have a bad game. Uh, I just feel like the Rebels pack need six of them to, to be a competitor. Because the Sharks really bossed that game. Um, they were no. well-deserved winners. Um, but it's, it's quite weird, though, because Matt Phillip, to me, is a pretty... Um... He's solid. Like, you know, he's, he's a good lock. Yeah, I guess their front row is a bit cocker. Just a bit, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, look, we, I think we've... Uh, I, don't know if I, any, I don't have anything further to to add. I do wonder, actually, just talking about, about Australia, why Bryce Higgity's been relegated to the bench? I feel like uh, under Thorne's regime, you have one shot game, uh, you get relegated. Same as Isaac Lucas. He has one cut game against arguably the other best Australian team. And then he's coming off the bench. And then I heard the Aussie commentators say, oh, you know, he's coming off the bench to add that sparkle. And that sort of thing. It's like, dude, he got dropped. Don't... Yeah, he got straight up dropped. Yeah, and it's like... like I, they, I don't... It's such bullshit. Um, fun fact, how many different try scorers did the Reds have on Saturday? Nine? Yeah, bang on. Jeez, how, how did you how did you nail that straight away? I thought about the score and then I figured because you say it, no player scored twice, and I just kind of did the maths. No, well, Tate McDermott scored twice actually. Oh, so okay, so then uh, I got lucky with the maths. Oh well, then you nailed it. Uh, yeah, I, I do think Tate, Tate's probably got the inside running for the jersey and he's in full team. Which is, is most irritating. Um, yeah, no, it irritates me. They're, they're two. It's him and bloody uh, Herschel Youngsies. It irritates me because I know, like, I could have had those players, and I don't have. Them. Yeah, I, I, that sounds like a revisionist history um, of, of the draft. No, so, no, no. Remember, I, I, I traded for. I was like, can I have Herschel? And they said, no. Someone else has him. And then, like a few rounds later, I said, can I have Tate? And they said, no. Someone else has him. Oh, so, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I picked Herschel. And it was, it was, it was, it was always like kind of, yeah, like one sort of phase before. <laughs> you know. um, so I can never see that bloody board. Yeah, I, I actually, what did I do? I think. I was kind of monitoring it. I was t- taking my own notes. It was, it's too hard to keep track of. So I feel like we're like the Bulls. The Bulls, boy, oh jeez, they were they threw away that, that they threw away that game on Saturday. When we travel, since we're traveling kind of for draft, we're at a disadvantage. So when we do well at draft, oh, I, I I don't know. No, I think we draft better because we're just not with everyone else. Like, uh, like I, I think we have less fun. But I think being with everyone else would actually be, um, it would make drafting harder. It's true. Being distracted by having fill in your ear all the time. Yeah, and like, I would just chirp you. You'd be like, fuck, I need a, I need a center. And then everyone would fucking be screaming raw null at you or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I got bad, not badger, but I convinced to pick two Tars props in a row, um, which I now regret. 
well, which was disappointing, which segues me nicely into uh, our final talking points before we move on to Super Bowl. The players that have disappointed you the most this season, uh, apart from Akira Urani. Well, he hasn't disappointed. He, he hasn't existed, essentially. Yeah. Um, I think you can just look at the Bills in general. They've been quite disappointing. Uh, Manny Lebach didn't cover himself in glory, missing two penalties, uh, not finding touch on Saturday. Generally speaking, um, Dan Willems has been okay. Uh, I'm just trying to think who has been a bit disappointing. Oh, are, are we talking about mainly South African players? Oh, no, anyone. Anyone. So, um, just uh, generally speaking. Um, I can't really think of anyone. Gosh, I don't know. It's, it's been a bit weird because oh. I haven't had massive um, expectations going into the season. Oh, that's a fair point. Like, like um, Michael Wells has disappointed me, though. Yeah, like they were hoping for a bit of a breakout from him. He he hasn't done no, so like, great. Um, uh, the, Hollow, Hollow, Holloway as oh, well. Geez. Like, no, he's been poor. But I, I think the Waratahs like pack been... across the board has been poor, um, as well in the most part. Oh, there was someone I was going to bring up. Uh, I've now forgotten. Whoever plays fourteen for the Highlanders, uh, they they could. Uh, funny, they had the other um, Fanagaku, Lester. How nice would he fit in there no, uh, no. at fourteen? So um, yeah, it's it's actually it's actually a bit dick. Like the Crusaders is sort of hoard um, hoard talent a bit. Yeah, I wonder which South African team hoard talent. Hmm, I can't can't really think think about it. Um, oh, bro, so they fucking that's come home to bite them in the ass. You know, it's disappointing me a bit. Is actually uh, Jack Goodhue. He had a very good game against well, the Highlanders. I found no, no, I, 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 know, his mind. I know, but. I, no, but I just think he's kind of a bit... He's a bit outshone at the moment. Uh, I think he's... Shifting at 12, he's going to take on more of the Ryan Crotty duties, in a way. So, I mean, if you look... Yeah, let me let me throw some throw some stats at you about Jack Goodhue's performance over the weekend against the Harden. No, 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 I know. I know he, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing with the stats. I'm just saying he's... I haven't noticed him as much. Like... Uh. If you know what I mean. Maybe he's doing such a great job that, that you haven't noticed it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, but before he did, because, you know, mm. you get an oak like you, you mentioned before, say like Ryan Crotty. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't really notice his value. And that's fine, because that's the way he plays. But, mm. but he does he does actually have immense value. But a guy like Goodhue, like before I sort of notice his value it was very apparent like you know he was knocking oaks over he was putting in big hits like he was on the ball a lot mm. and now i don't really i don't really see it as much i don't know um liam coltman i think for the highlanders i mean he was, he was um, animal like last season so maybe he's just getting started very slowly i uh, doing the highlanders like that first week by is such a kick in the balls for for a lot of teams uh, as well shannon Frizzell, he has also kicked on all that much, I think. No, that same same James Lynch's. He's not great already, but no, like he's done. He's, he's already the skipper. But even looking at the Blues, um, I'm just trying to. Try, yeah, I, I feel like uh, Ofatunga Fassi mm. hasn't really hit his traps yet, as, as Tui, such. Tui, Tui Pilato hasn't been great. No, no, he hasn't. Like if you look at the cross of South African teams, the Lions' and expectations were so low. Um, there hasn't been much. With the Lex Alliance team is not not picking Similani. Yes, I think that's that's probably one of the most disappointing things. Uh, so it's not necessarily him, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to think who else. This is the Hurricanes. Uh, Vince Asa hasn't done much um, this season, but I suspect he's barely played. Yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting to see who they draft uh, at 13. I think that that's where that's a weakness for the Hurricanes, um, depending mm. if, if if the other Proctor plays. Or, yeah, but Billy, Billy seems a bit of a hothead, eh? Like, mm, that's true. Uh, oh, Sunwolves, by the way, Ben Teo, oh, he's been very disappointing. I was expecting a lot more from him. I yeah, know a good first game. Uh, yeah, but geez, recently, I, I'm not expecting him to have a lot of picks. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I see him here with a nice little minus four for you. Yeah, Crikey Moses, oh, I don't know. He's uh, maybe it's just it's a a jeez, oh, what's the word? A symptom of the teen around him. The so journey speaker, I haven't been that unimpressed. I, I feel like the Sunwolves played a lot better when Garth April was, well, excuse me, when uh, Rudy Page was on the field. So you could feed Garth April a, a bit of better service. But, um, yeah, I, I found him 
quite disappointing. I'm just also just having a look at some of the other teams. Just the Rebels. No, I, well. I, find, I find sometimes Japanese scum halves prioritize speed of service over like quality of service. Yeah, no, that, that sounds about right. Um, I'd actually um, so something something we can actually have a little chat about. I don't know if you watched. Did you watch any Six Nations? No. Um, we got to we got to so wrap kind of up every, soon, unfortunately. So everything, but I'm sure you've seen like the gift of Owen Farrell holding CJ Stunder's leg. Yes, yeah, he's finally learned to rap. Yeah. What what the fuck was going on there? Like, I I don't know. I feel, maybe I feel maybe Owen Farrell is just in a world of discomfort or something. <laughs> I don't know, but he knows the rules of rugby. Like he doesn't seem to have a bad rugby brain on him. No. Like, in what in what world is he getting away with this? Uh, don't you forget that Owen Farrell has the cloak of invisibility? He can show the charge. And yeah, it doesn't really matter. No, it's completely. Mm. Um, all right, look, let's let's maybe just wrap up that chat and just finish up with Super Brew. We're about to hit the hour mark. Um, so starting on Friday, <clears throat> we do have three teams in the bye this week. We got at uh, Four South Bar on Friday at eight o'clock. So two games. Uh, everybody in South Africa, you can, you can have a look at Highlanders Rebels. So I think the Landers will take this. By how much do you expect then? The Landers haven't been great, though. No, um, but they, they, I think that one against the Brumbies is quite gutsy. I, I, I think they'll be better, but yeah, they, they, I still don't like Ionia 12, but it seems like I saw an article and stuff that they're going to dump Yeah, it seems like it's so dumb. They've committed good. Anyway. No, no, I, I think they, they have the, they have the, the quality up front to beat the Rebels, mm. so. Um, up a lot. Let's say four or five. Alright, we'll go for five. I, I find this next game actually quite tricky to call. It's Waratah's Lions, and they're playing in Parramatta. Uh, in Vanquish Stadium. Mm. I, I do find this tricky. Um, this, but I mean, the Lions have been at least... They were quite impressive against the Stormers <clears throat> in there before they went from the bye. And they do they, they don't travel badly compared to some of the other teams. Um, in South Africa. No, and they, they, have, they have quite a young team, but the young team generally travels quite well. Yeah, um, and the Waratahs, I mean, they both... Waratahs need the break. Um, and if there was a team with as as young and experienced a toothless a pack beyond the Rebels, I would say the Waratahs. Um, shit, I do find this quite quite a tough one to call. I'm leaning just towards the Tars because of home field advantage, no, but they've been so poor. Um, oh. The Lions can do get, get some razzle dazzle, dazzle going. Yeah, the, the Lions if they get on one like. They, they score points, huh? You know, I, I think I'm actually going to pick the Lions to win this by about four. Four or five. Do you want to go yeah, for one? Uh, yeah, go go for one. Yeah. Let's play the Tars game. I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about this one, to be honest. Though. Well, wait, I, what, I, what's your, I, what does your gut feel say? Why are Tars Lions? My gut always says Lions. That's why I'm shit at Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay, well, this uh, this is the game at uh, quarter to six uh, on Saturday morning in Wellington. It's the Hurricanes versus the Sunwolves. Uh, I do think this one's also going to get a bit messy. Quarter, quarter to six in the, at in Wellington. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Well, in South African time. Excuse me. South African standard time. But so what's that? That's like a two or three o'clock. Uh, yeah, it's really, so I, I think it's good. I actually like the early kickoff for New Zealand. It's just nice to see them play in the sunshine. So A, I know there's sunshine in New Zealand, and B, I think it's better for the crowds. I know that's why they made the move. Um, so I'm yeah. going to say the Hurricanes by like, I don't know, 45. Who are they playing? The, the Sunwolves. Oh, fuck, that's why they're such a fucking run on Gareth Evans. Yeah. I got Fafita, uh, which I'm quite shocked about. Yeah, that's not a bad shot, actually. Uh, um... Like, I wonder if Ben Lamb will play off they'll rest him. Oh, no, they can't rest him. He's just rested. Oh, do you have Ben Lamb? Um, yeah. Oh, fuck, I've got a lot of So I think uh, they'll neutralize each other. <laughs> yeah, well, it just depends if Lamapi chooses to part or not. I hope not. Um, that, I, got, I managed to get a sapphire bow from Phil. So I'm kind of hoping a sapphire starts. I think he will. Because Dan Coles is a dirty so, yeah. I think I think Dad I think Dad calls the stuff. Yeah, you know nothing, Ben. Okay, you don't know anything. Uh, what do you think? What do you Adam, know? Adam, how, Adam, how much will the Hurricanes win? Adam, Adam, yes. Adam, I'm sorry. Every 
just admit I have your number when it comes to hookers. Yeah, that's true. You keep, keep, you do keep every time, every over. every time I make a hooker decision, it's better than you. Like, like just just admit it. If if I have even just the the way the world works, even if the coach was planning to start a, a sapphire boa, he would realize that oh no, that won't make sense. That won't keep the world in balance, and he won't start him. Yeah, I've got three years of data, two and a half years of data for that. I'm gonna say yeah, it goes to forty-five. I'll, I'll... We'll, we'll uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say your hookers never scored better than my hooker since we've been playing fantasy rugby. Uh, those two weeks when Dave Coles was fit last year before he got injured. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did, he, did, he, did he outscore Rangi though? Because Rangi uh, came out the block so hard. I think, he did, I think he did the one week. But Rangi was an animal last year. He just kept scoring tries. <laughs> yeah. He was a machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Okay, let's move yeah, on. No, I'll, I'll tell you I'm about 30. Okay. All right, you say 30, I'll say 45. Actually, no, no. Do you know what? Go, go, yeah, go fuck off big because let's try to catch, catch the margin on the high end. Okay, I'm going with 51. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. do that. Uh, Red Sharks, that's in Brisbane. This is probably going to be quite a good game to watch, actually. Um, 10 15 is going to be physical as hell. Um, Ooh. I might be inclined to back the Sharks. Because Brisbane's kind of got a bit of humidity, like uh, Durban. And I feel like the Sharks pack can stand up. Though the, I th- I don't, I, the comments made in the Super Sports studio after they beat the Reds, if there's one or two injuries in their top five, they might be in a bit of trouble. But if they can keep most of their oaks in the park, even higher in Andrews, uh, I'd back the Sharks to win. They've got they're a little bit more experience than everyone else, maybe. Yeah, I would say front rows, the... The Reds probably just edge it. Hmm. But then rest of the pack, the Sharks probably have it. Yeah. And then overall, I think uh, they have a slightly well, I, I would like to, I would like to see bloody um, Lucas versus Nohamba. I reckon that'll be a very interesting little scrum half tussle. Like possibly a future Tate. future Wallaby 9. With the, yeah, Tate McDermott, sorry. Yeah. Um, possibly a future Wallaby 9 playing against a future Springbok 9. They, they both do have crap haircuts, um, in fairness. So uh, that's easy to get confused. Um, I feel maybe it might be a future literally, 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 oh, oh, Tate McDermott and Isaac Lucas, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I thought you were saying Nohamba. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Nohamba's chill. Feel no. Nohamba's hair is offensive to me. No, 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 no. And I was also... Um, <laughs> So, Sharks by five? Yo, why not? We, we're showing a bit of bias. We'd be like South African referees. I know, here. we are we showing have... a bit of bias. Uh, then we lay, probably lose by 20, for all we know. But we'll go with the Sharks. Uh, Stormers Blues, uh, I'd back the Stormers to win here. Um, yeah, like, like the, the Blues... The thing is, the Blues don't hold teams out. The Blues outscore teams. Yeah. And I can't... Like, I can't see them putting more than kind no. of... 24. Uh, so, uh, Even Rico, Rico will be playing again. Yeah, um, but he'll be riding as a Jamie Roberts all day if he's not on the wing. If he, if he plays as center. Rico's on the wing. I don't know why everyone got this idea that Rico's going to play center. They keep saying. They kept saying so. Uh, I'm going Stormers by eight. No, it was smoke and mirrors. And then you guys were like, no, let's change him to fucking center in the draft based on no evidence apart from the coach <laughs> saying he's going to play him at center. Well, you have him. You have him there. So it's dividend for you. So, yeah. No, it is, it is. But uh, like I said, when this happened, I said, I bet you Rico's going to play wing the whole season. <laughs> well, fuck, you know, we, 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 what you going to do? <clears throat> and then for, lastly, before we wrap up, then you go eat dinner. Uh, Bulls, Jags. Um, I've been trying to pick the Jags, to be honest. It's got to be Jags, surely. Yeah, the Bulls, Bulls are shit. fucking next level cuck. Like, the Blues were not good. <laughs> no, and they still won. Uh, that was a shit weather, shit game. Uh, Jags by, blah, let's go for four, by, I'll just go Jags by four. Um, I was going to say eight. Okay, now we'll, we'll, we'll split the difference at six. With, um, my, with my new boy, Rodrino Bruni. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a fan of his, I just didn't draft it, that's his new luck out. Not luck, actually it's not luck, you but, drafted them and you got the players and they scored. I, on, I honestly think every time I've made a Thursday pick, they've been like... <laughs> one of the top scorers that week. I don't oh, know really? what's going on. Like, okay. I'll see yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll see how this goes. 
uh, Thursday. And also, tomorrow's trade is going to be interesting. But as you say, Wales be burnt on Sunday. I do apologise, ladies and gentlemen. We keep being sucked into this, but uh, boys will be boys. I, I, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to trade tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Um, uh, that's going to oh, wrap it up, I? actually. I think we're done here, Ben. Um, I'll happily tell you why you're going to lose after this. But thank you very much for keeping me company. Um, I do appreciate it. I know it's, it's a bit late there. So, Adam, uh, I wish you absolutely no luck for this weekend. Yeah, uh, I wish you and your family well, but I do wish your draft team um, Ill, Ill health. Mumps. See, see if that. Uh, Cullum Gray, 74 points. I see. Is he, is he playing this week? Uh, no, he is not. He's on a bye. No, no. Uh, Aaron Cruden, 43 points. Is he playing this week? Uh, no, he is not. He's on a bye. Oh, uh, okay. Cool, cool. I was just, I was just wondering. Um, you know, um, your, your McNerney dude. Oh, I've, re- I've, re- I've really sold him. I know, you've, <laughs> you've dropped him. I've used and abused him. I've pulled a full on, I've pulled a full on him one week. Yeah. P- pump and dump. <laughs> God, <laughs> well, you got Valentini. Okay, we'll be running away from it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> we will catch you next weekend.